Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, basketball fans around the globe, whoever may be tuning into our dumb voices, I'm your host, Matt McLaughlin, alongside Josh Burnett and Aaron Meyer, talking about how basketball, that spalding orange round ball pause, has impacted our lives so much throughout these years and why we as washed up players continue to watch this game and love this sport our entire lives. So Josh, what does basketball mean to you? Light question to start. Uh yeah, super light question. Well, <laughs> it's uh it's it's been everything to me. I think we've talked about it on the pod uh before, but it, it was just uh an infatuation from probably the time I was nine until I'm about to be 42 now, Mm. uh, still eat, sleep, breathe basketball. Uh, it's, it's my total identity and it has been like, I was, uh, a decent enough player that, that, you know, it gave me some, I don't know. I don't know if notoriety is the right word, but it, it became who I was. And, and, uh, and then in, in college, intramural legend in uh <laughs> up there at iu with Meyer. uh hey did not go to class played basketball a lot did not go to class very much at all um and then in my first teaching jobs i was a coach and then from there you know created 99 so so truly basketball has been with me every every single step every single phase of of my life and uh you know the the nice part is it's what I do every day as a job for a living now. So, um, I can't escape it now. <laughs> can't escape it. So I was thinking about it and I want you to tell us a little bit about the, the campaign. Cause this, this podcast started with you, uh, texting about basketball is life campaign that you're the 99 is going to launch. Uh, and I remember that from back in the day, cause I had, I had the shirt that you referenced that Matt doesn't know about that says basketball is life. The rest is just details. And, 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 it you know hit home even as a child, but uh, over the weekend I'm watching uh, the Stranger Things uh, premiere that just came out, and this kid on the basketball team, he has been through like an interdimensional <laughs> conflict with his friends, and yet he still chooses. Ba- Stranger Things he, got so weird. He still chooses basketball over so hanging out with weird. these friends. Like these friends have battled interdimensional beings together and he's like nope i got i got basketball i got a basketball game that i got that i gotta go to guys just just shelves them for for basketball i mean this is what basketball means and his friends are calling it like oh this is just laundry into the laundry basket man trying to make fun of it trying to cut down basketball there's something about the orange uh ball into the into the hoop that just matters on a a deep level uh across the world i i don't watch stranger things i'm not a big sci-fi guy however let me ask a question do you get girls by defending (laughs) earth (laughs) no you should well the choice was even worse it was between playing dungeons and dragons with his friends or or being hitting the winning shot in the basketball game spoiler alert for no brainer i know no brainer right yeah he he made the right choice but i mean that's the, the there's all that wrapped up into it i think the people there's a lot of people, of course, in the community that go to the game, right? It's something that brings people together in a way in a way that other things can't. And it's something, too, there's something simple about basketball that I loved as a kid that I could go by myself and, and, and shoot hoops. I could get two friends. I could have one friend. It didn't matter. I didn't need a whole group because I loved baseball growing up. I loved other sports. But those always 
had, there was so much planning that was involved in that. And as a kid, you don't have the ability to, to do all that. I could just find a park. And Josh, I know you talked about uh, your park where you're going to be buried at. My wife won't hear of it. You'll find a way. I, I, I believe it. But that's, <laughs> you know, that's the way it, uh, that's how much it means. Yeah. So, well, the whole the whole concept of the campaign was from the old East Bay shirts, the basketball life teachers say the rest is just details. And we put our own little spin on it. And then we obviously launched 16 schools, participating schools with it. So we have Kansas basketball's life and Indiana basketball's life and St. John's basketball's life and so on, so on. Um, And so it was uh, just fun kind of bringing those those back, putting our own little spin on it and bringing those back in a a collegiate way because uh you know matt matt is matt is our target demographic in 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 some sense of the word um but he's also not in this this shirt this this campaign hits a little bit skews a little, little older than than matt and, and skews more towards us i just <laughs> hope that like we're skinny enough to still like <laughs> us collectively are skinny enough to like still wear the t-shirts and and think basketball is like but um it's a pretty dope campaign that that everybody that we sent shirts out to that helped us in the promotion of the campaign we're like oh shit like east bay i remember these these are dope like yes i'm in like whatever you need me to do so that's been like you know fun to connect on just like all the the 99 mid 90s stuff is so who are the schools so far what's that who, who are the schools so far in so, the, so we have 16 the- schools so there's a um a competition going on with the 16 schools uh, Arizona, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Georgetown, Gonzaga, IU, Kansas, Louisville, LSU, Michigan State, Michigan, Purdue, St. John, Syracuse, Tennessee, and UConn are the first uh, 16 schools. So what we did was we matched them up in, like, brackets, and uh, we're going to have a little 16-team uh, little playoff for, for sales-wise. You know which school to, is basketball truly life at? You, you have to prove it by ordering the shirt. Hey, and I can I can Come hear Matt. I can hear Matt Come exactly. I can hear Matt already saying, "Can you ma- match up uh, Georgetown and Villanova for Matt?" Because that's how you get him get him in. Because he might not have uh, known the original uh, you campaign. Will see, you will see. I will. I will <laughs> hand, I will John Snow fight the entire Villanova yes. fan base on that. Well, unfortunately, we don't have Villanova. Yeah, that's all right. We can get one. Of, we can get somebody. Saint John. You can get some Johnnies in there. or Something. I'll fight Villanovas, Syracuse, anyone. Throw them, get them my way. Old I, will, Big East. I will John Snow slay their heads on a platter. <laughs> So, so that's the reaction that we're looking for. Yeah, uh, because we wanted to take off social media wise, where where people are encouraging their other fan bases, like we can't lose to Syracuse or we can't lose to Tennessee. Come on, we can't lose. Let's go. Come on, you know? let's, let's That's what we need. Up. Let's get around. Yeah, but I, I gotta there ask you. Go. you. I gotta ask you, Matt. So, what what is it for you that helps you connect? to Georgetown in that way? Because they certainly haven't, you know, like this campaign, they haven't, they've barely been relevant for most of your life. So what is it that makes that, right, that, real that, real that real DNA, real that DNA for okay. you? Ouch. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. Just, I don't remember the last time I used makeup, but okay. That's right. Sure. You're, you're in uh, diapers. <laughs> glass houses, man. Glass houses. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, for me, it was Georgetown was the first school that I had a personal connection to because mm. my dad went there that I could root for and actually had a winning tradition. Like my brother and sister both went to Fordham, which is a great school, mm-hmm. but they haven't been relevant since the fucking Great Depression, probably <laughs> in basketball. Um, 
And Georgetown for me, like, especially as a guy who played typically in the low post in my high intense UIO games, Patrick <laughs> Ewing was one of my idols. And once I figured out around like the age of 10, 11 years old that Ewing went to Georgetown and Georgetown was like the rebellious team in the 80s and all this stuff that they they had the Nike sneakers, they had the the swagger, John Thompson, all that type of stuff. I was like, oh, this is my team. This is this is the team I'm riding and dying for. I think those Big East teams are some of those Big East teams are are hard for us Midwest guys for <laughs> for whatever reason. And like I love everything that you just named, um, except like the arenas. Like it's always so weird because like they play in the the big pro arenas, so they don't necessarily. And and I'm not saying it's not a home court advantage, but it's not like it's Fall not. Allen. It, you know yeah, what I mean? It's not. It's not like Assembly Hall or Cameron Indoor. Like there's no. I think the I think Georgetown plays in the Wizards Arena, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and it's weird, but once the conference tournament starts up and you get in Madison Square Garden and you get like this year. It felt like that St. John's Nova like semifinal or final game, I forget which one it was, was like classic Big East. Plus, in the Northeast, you're kind of born and bred playing a physical uh, style of basketball. So there will be times that you get probably into fistfights over a foul call or something like that, and the Big East reflects that. Whereas Midwest, I don't think you guys are getting in as many fights. So that's bullshit. We fight all the damn time here. Like, are you kidding me? We're like down in meth country, dude. There's I, I almost got in a fight at pickup on on Monday. I, this is yeah. this, here's here's I, I, the situation. This is, okay, a, this is the situation because again, this is about how much basketball still matters. And I, and I, the good thing is that now as a as a grown man, I can I walk off the court and it's over. But on the court, I still take it very seriously. So. <laughs> One of the guys calls the ball out of bounds. His teammate says, no, it was off me. But the, the guy had already made the call, and they're wanting to overturn the call. And this is – I was apoplectic. I could not ha- I could not handle it. He called it out Apoplectic. Him- I know. He called it That's out on himself. Works. That's right. He called it out on himself, and they tr- his teammate tried to overturn it and call it out on me. I was having none of it. Well, anybody no, that I'm- can use that word in a sentence does not need to be fighting <laughs> to pick up basketball. Fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> no, I almost at, – at Penn State intramural uh, – I almost got into a fight with a kid because he was a freshman and he thought he could just like run the show the entire time Mm. and thought he was the only one that could shoot and then brick most of our shots. And then he got mad at me for like getting a rebound and actually pushing the tempo (laughs) because his ass is too tired to actually haul up to the other end of the floor. So he's like, yo, bro, why ain't you, why ain't you slowing down? Because we're down by double digits and I'm trying to get back into this game, so we got to pick up the tempo a little bit. Showtime, this bitch! I got to start turning into Magic Johnson all of a sudden. Is that something going like- back to the going back to the Big East point? Yeah, you guys like Madison Square Garden is different, right? It's I mean, a, like that—that's that's the mecca. I I was solely and, and I get that because it's synonymous with Big East and the tournament and all that stuff. And St. John's plays a lot of games there. I was more talking about uh nova playing where they play the spectrum or whatever the hell it was and georgetown playing in dc's big arena like that type of stuff now nova nova actually started playing more home games um i feel like in their in their gym the pavilion is that right and uh and that place looks dope as hell but like you know st john's doesn't have a uh uh on-campus arena and you know etc etc because they're they're you know packed into new york 
Yeah, and that's how the Big East really blew up was Gavitt was pushing these teams to go to get out of the college arenas Mm -hmm. and get into the pro arenas. And so they got more exposure that way. So this has been going on for 40, going on to 50 years now at this point, coming up on 50 years. So it's just kind of been a tradition. And, like, sure, you're not going to go on campus and see a Georgetown game. But if Georgetown's playing St. John's or UConn or Villanova in the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden, chances are – your parents, your dad, your brother will do everything, sister, whatever, to get a ticket and right. get your ass in MSG. That's where you really see the Big East, why it's the Big East for a reason. Well, they have to build their you know, their brands in different ways, too, because these are small and sometimes very elite schools. So it's not like they have you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people going, yeah. to, going to the schools. They're not going to have the alumni base yeah. of a Kansas or an IU. I was going to ask Matt how smart his dad is to get into <laughs> Georgetown, too. I forgot, <laughs> forgot that. Jesus my Christ. My dad, yeah. No, Who my, are my you? Who, who's your family or how smart is your dad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Book smart, very smart. When it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, careful, now. Be, hey, careful you now. better be careful. Uh, uh, yeah. Do not bite that <laughs> hand saying, that feeds you, sir. Do not no, bite exactly, the hand that feeds exactly. you. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, working with your hands. We 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 pay the people that do the crafts. That's <laughs> well, yeah. not our style. That's what people that um, go to Georgetown do. There's nobody that goes to Georgetown that actually does something without paying. <laughs> you know, I, that's true. The, that's a, that's facts. That's facts. The benefit. Well, and I wish I wish Penn I wish Penn could consistently get good so that the palestra would be rocking again. But that's just my preference. I got to get to the palestra. It's a it's a bucket list. Do you have a Do you have a pick for who you think is going to be uh, top, or do you want to not bow out, Barnett, and not say I, I did? I did fill out a bracket. Oh, nice! Just out, out of curiosity, because I wanted to see. I actually wanted to see how the colors matched up. Oh, you know, yeah. from a marketing standpoint, I wanted to make sure we didn't have like too many navies <laughs> on navies, reds on reds, etc. So that, that I mean, that factored in the way that like we didn't seed it. I just kind of matched it up with uh, regional stuff, and then I was, you know, obviously thinking about um, colors matching mm-hmm. up, and so I, well, I went through and filled out the bracket. Uh, I'm not gonna say who I think is going to win, but I'll, I'll tell you guys. Oh, uh, I'll boo. tell you guys on a, on another. Uh, like it's it's all gonna come down to who gets the most participation on social media. Well, I think that's, it's. That's, I mean, that's I guess maybe at. the Kansas fans have bought too much, but you'd think it would be Kansas. They're in there, right? I mean, they just won the championship. Yeah, like Kansas is not my pick. Wow. Kansas is not my pick. Yeah, see, that's that'd be yeah. that'd be mine. I'm going with I'm going with Kansas. They've got they're in the the zeitgeist right now. Like they just won the championship. Come on, Georgetown. Right? Did at least did, did Ewing send in a video? I <laughs> Don't have Georgetown. I do. I do have a Big East team. I, I, I'll tell you my my championship is UConn, Cincinnati. That's oh, that's the two schools that okay. I have, and that's just what? based off of our fan our UConn. fan bases uh, yeah. and the. Cincinnati. You know, what we see. They've been hot yeah. since you guys got them, so that makes that makes sense. We'll get Cincinnati has we'll get a, we'll get Alex yeah. Meacham back on back on. He he'd love it. Get him get him promoting it. He'd be into it. I see his stuff from AAU yep. tournaments all over the place. Yep. That's 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 my two picks for the the championship just based on you know who who traditionally promotes the most ninety nine stuff. That's what it's gonna come down to. So I gotta we'll get see. I gotta we'll get see. uh Matt Matt's take on why basketball is so sticky to him. I know the teams that he likes, but I, I gotta get your kind of origin story for what 
what what connects you and you know why use basketball as something that you know spends your you know spend your life in some ways you know where you're connecting to people by playing by talking about it what is it about basketball that's rather than something else um hmm. because it is the one one of the few sports where communication isn't required hmm. and you can bridge the gap just by if you go with if you go to a gym and there's someone shooting hoops you can just say hey i need a rebounder and you don't have to say anything at all and you guys know like oh i'm he's going to go to this elbow or he's mm-hmm. going to go to the wing and stuff like that it is like you said you can go by yourself you can work on dribbling you can work on shooting whatever you want by yourself and for me it's always been like whenever i'm stressed out and I'm going through a bad spot mentally, go into a court, go into a hoop, or just dribbling outside of my pavement, that just kind of brings me peace because it just helps you help me focus on just the present moment. Um, and then you grow. I grow up idolizing guys like Kobe, um, now guys like Giannis and Joel Embiid. Um, I was too young for Jordan and AI, obviously, mm-hmm. but those are two guys I really looked up to, and it was like, a lot of the print, the competitive principles you can take in basketball, you can take with yourself in life where you're mm. just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, whether this person tries to stop me or not. Mm. Um, and I know it's a long winded answer, but that's the way I, I, that's why I love basketball. And, but it is tough when you have James Harden on your team and then you got to watch <laughs> three fucking brick threes in a row. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is he still? I knew, I knew, uh, he could have there was a negative. Uh, I knew there was a negative uh, ending to that whole thing. You got Joel Embiid. You could have gone with that, but you went with James Harden. Yeah, we get to pay James Harden when he's 37, $60 million. You're so not going to keep it. You're not going to keep him, are, are you? It's Daryl Morey. It's Darryl sign Morey. and trade, right? It's day one. This is Daryl Morey's day one homie, so I wouldn't be surprised. Sign, sign and trade for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Ooh, woof. I won't run. Uh, no, no. That, that is somehow the that is worse. I'll take Dennis Schroeder over Russell. Oh Westbrook, my god! Please, for the love of God. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Who who do you guys got in the finals? Finals start tomorrow. Uh, per this recording, who you guys got? I think that I'm, I'm going with uh, Golden State. I, it's going to be close. Damn. I'm picking Golden State in seven. Uh, but I think that Boston's banged up enough from all the other series that I think Golden State's going to have enough to get over the hump. You know, Robert Williams hurt a little bit. Marcus Smart playing on a bum wheel. I, I just think that that'll be enough to get Golden State over the hump. But they're going to need a couple clay games. They can't They can't just rely on on the stuff that they did in the Dallas series to get over the hump. They need that. 30-point clay game a couple times. I'm going to take I'm going to take Boston in 5. What? I'm what? I'm be- I'm betting what have <laughs> we seen in the past two finals appearances? The last time the Warriors were in the finals or at least one of the two was serious injuries occur. And I'm someone, it could be either side, one player gets injured. I think Boston wins. I'm not five, maybe a little bit of a stretch. Because <laughs> they got to win the first two. Uh, they got to basically win the first two at, at Golden State. Then if they're going to win in are five, are they at Golden State? Or are they yeah, at it's a, it's at Golden State. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick on Boston in five. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? It's the, the internet finds everything negative anyway, so I might as well be the skip. They're going to love, they're going to love, they're going to love, Boston's going to love you. No, so, so Jason, Jason Tatum is the closest thing. I know people say this a lot, but he is my generation's version of Kobe where he can just go get a bucket and your just jaw just is on the floor and you, there's nothing the defense can do about it most of the time. I think having the the Warriors defense doesn't have anything that they've seen like Robert Williams or Al Horford. I think that front court is going to have major impact um, for Boston, especially. And are we really banking on Clay looking like game five, game six Clay throughout this whole series? I don't think so. And Boston's defense is really tough. And in my mind, defense wins championships. And that defense is going to win out, especially when they have Marcus Smart from the jump. Mm. I'll go with experience. I'll go with Golden State and six, but I, I I wouldn't mind either way. You know, obviously a little bit partial to Steph because he wears our stuff from time to time, which is really cool. Um, but I, I love Tatum. Like oh, I finals love walk Tatum. up in nineteen nine would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, I do love Tatum, man. I love Boston. I, I think that team's really good, but um, it feels a little bit like. Uh, Miami versus uh, the Thunder when the Thunder came in and were just kind of young and inexperienced. So everybody they're so was, young, you, they're yeah. Twenty four, twenty five. That doesn't. It doesn't. You don't win. It's the matchup though. that I wanted, though. At least, like I'm yeah. excited for that. Like I, it was the matchup that I wanted. So me too. It's a, all right, boys. The weird thing is too. It's always about role players. Like that's the, that's what it seems like it comes down to, which is bizarre. So like, will Jordan? We're talking about the stars, but will Jordan Poole? Have a big game. Will you know, like you said, Al Horford put up a thirty spot. Derek White, baby. Derek White, Derek exactly. White. Is Derek White going to hit eight threes in a game? Like that. That's what uh, championships. Like the the stars end up being the stars, especially when they get to the Derek finals. Like finals those guys are all going to be good because that they would they wouldn't be there if they weren't good <laughs> forever. But you know, can those role guys step up? It's gonna be fun. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. All right, boys. Thank you for listening to Hardwood History, a weekly podcast by 19.9. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating and review, five stars only, like the basketball camp. Till next week.